You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. If your wife, your baby mother, or your girl just had a baby and she need help, get her some help. I love that. Dead ass, yo. Because why? A bitch be tired. <laughs> tied. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Dead ass starts right now. This is gonna take me back to 2017. Okay. 2017. Well, I was gonna say 2007. I'm like, you digging in the crates. No, 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 no. 2017. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> we had a baby 2016. Mm-hmm. Somebody lied to us and told us that <laughs> if you are breastfeeding, then you're not ovulating, so you won't get pregnant again. Fast forward 10 months, we had another baby, mm-hmm. right? And grandma always comes to stay with us when we have these babies, these newborns. Yes. And I will never forget the day. This is when I was still working at the gym, mm-hmm. doing about 12 to 14 hours in the gym. Um, this 2017. So at this point, you had stopped doing as much makeup mm-hmm. as you were doing before. So you were at home. But I remember... Laying in the bed and hearing Kaz go, eh, eh. that was it. Kaz said, <laughs> and the door flew open. Boom. <laughs> Grandma bust in the room, grabbed Kaz up, swallowed Kaz up in that dang blanket, and whisked Kaz out of there, right? And I remember Kay was just like, dang, she ain't even let him cry. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at you and saying, thank God <laughs> she ain't let him cry because niggas was tired. Time. <laughs> Thank you, Grandma. We miss you. Boom. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, 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 doom.
song. Time in our life. We all have pain. We all have sorrow. Oh, 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 oh. If we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me when you're not strong. And I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For I don't know the rest of the word. It won't be long. We won't be long. Till I'm going to need somebody to lean on. Then call on your brother uh, when you need a hand. Uh, That's how it went, right? Yeah, it did. <laughs> the clap used to be the, that. Just, people be waiting for that clap. It was the clap. clap. It was the clap for me. <laughs> Oh, hit the double clap. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mimi in the back clap. dancing. I wish I could see Mimi in the back. She heard lean on me. We're going to take a break, man. Pay some bills. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all. Losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because... The media represents how people view us, and it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact, and the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today— Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. 
Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. So, yeah, those were some very, very vital times for us, particularly mm-hmm. having the back-to-back children. I think that's mm-hmm. really what threw us for a loop. So any hands on deck, which is very different than, like, being a first-time mom, because first-time moms, for the most part, I know, for me, I kind of felt like, I got this, I can do this, my maternal instincts will kick in, and I'll be all right, which is all fine and dandy until <laughs> you get no sleep or that baby's not Thanks. on the schedule, and then Thanks. you're just all over the place. So we appreciated that help when grandma was here because it was just another seasoned professional (laughs) in the field of mothering that Mm -hmm. was able to really Mm -hmm. lend a hand when it was needed. And particularly focusing on you getting the rest that you needed because she was so adamant about you getting your rest and knowing like, okay, guys, the vow's the one person that's getting up, leaving this house to go to work for 12 to 16 hours a day. So he needs to get his rest. Mm -hmm. So let me pitch in how I can. So shout out to grandma because we're missing her this time around. Absolutely. Um, But mom and dad are on deck too. And it's different now as well because we also have three children who are now in school Mm -hmm. and it's like, all right, we need to, you know, get three children ready in the morning and out the door and then still be able to come here and talk to y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a lot of different working parts that goes into this. So um, the the reason for this conversation is because of a uh, viral clip that we saw. I think it was right. on Instagram and a couple of dis- different sources where people were shaming a mom for outsourcing help. So this is how the story goes. A mom has gone viral for explaining what it's like to hire a postpartum doula to help watch her newborn overnight. Um, and for some people who don't know what a doula is, a doula offers services to a uh, expecting family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be any point throughout mm-hmm. the pregnancy. So throughout the pregnancy, during labor, and after. So there can be three phases of this mm-hmm. doula service. Um, so the mom of two, her name is Brittany Bright of 28 of Arkansas. Uh, she goes by, it's Brittany Bright on TikTok, posted a video last month explaining a typical night what it was like for her with a postpartum nighttime doula. Mm-hmm. Um, she told Fox News that she decided to hire a doula for the birth of her second son, Maddox, after she had several challenges during her first pregnancy back in 2016, um, which included a fibroid tumor in her uterus, which is very prevalent in um, African-American women. Mm-hmm. So Bright said that doctors didn't take her concern seriously, so she ended up going into labor early at 38 weeks uh, through an emergency C-section and after her first son, Jackson. Um, Bullet! Jackson, <laughs> yo. It's a good name. Um, a traumatic labor and delivery that she had with him. Um, she also had postpartum depression and suffered from blackouts and hallucinations. So all this being said, she ended up finding a doula who offered postpartum services specifically and she worked with her during her pregnancy until Maddox was born. Um, 
until he was 11 weeks old, actually. So during the postpartum phase, Adula spent two nights a week with Maddox for 10 hours a night. And for those nights, um, she had time to herself. So I remember seeing in the video, she kind of was like, here's my routine. You mm-hmm. know, um, I do bath time and our little ritual at night with the baby, the whole routine gives him his bath, his bottle, bedtime story, whatever the case may be. And then the doula comes in at like seven or eight and then she just hands off the baby. And then homegirl would start her bath. I think she had maybe a glass of wine if mm-hmm. she was lucky. And she was able to go down to sleep. Uh, or spend time with her husband or whatever, mm-hmm. um, at least until 6 a.m. the next morning. So um, she was able to take care of things around the house as well, spend time with her partner, her first son, and mm-hmm. all of that. So um, I want to know what's the problem because everybody was chiming in about how well, dare she hire somebody to be in her house with her baby overnight when you have a baby. Shouldn't you expect that? You're going to be up with a baby overnight. Well, let's 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 be clear about what social media is, right? We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. When you post something on social media, people are entitled mm-hmm. to have their opinion about what you post, right? Mm-hmm. But let's be clear: the vast majority of people who comment on social people on social media are the people who do not exist in the same space as you. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the comments you saw were from people who don't have kids, right? And those are typically the loudest. The same way if you married and you you post something about being married, the single people often have the most to say because they're not married, mm-hmm. right? The same way when single people post stuff, it'd be the married people having the most to say about single things, but you don't understand, you don't live in that space. Mm-hmm. So that the first thing we're going to do is is not discredit anyone's opinion, mm-hmm. but just understand that it is what it is. It is, an, it is an opinion based on someone who has no experience in that realm of space, right? right? Because I want to say for the most part, there were a lot of women on there who I think are moms. Yes. <laughs> you had to have been a mom who applauded her for taking her mental health and sanity, her family right. life, her relationship with her husband, right. her relationship with her first son into account right. to feel like, you know what? Those things are probably going to suffer because I'm not the best version of myself if I don't. Right. A, get some sleep. Right. B, have some time to myself. C, just have a minute to just kind of regroup. Like a lot mm-hmm. of that is something that's missing sometimes. And the the mentality i think that a lot of women have trying to be this like mama hear me roar cuz i'm doing all mm-hmm. the things and i can handle it is sometimes to a detriment of your well-being absolutely um so kudos to that mom for going ahead and finding some help um and, and she was able to afford it as well too i, I don't think this family's maybe going think, outside of their means i think that was part of the issue too is that when when they Announced the price. It was six thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, social media is gonna sensationalize it so they can get clicks. Mm-hmm. So one of the one of the posts I saw the meme was just like mom spent six thousand dollars for a, for a night doula. So mm-hmm. people assume that it's six thousand dollars for the night, mm-hmm. when in actuality the six thousand dollars was for the month, mm-hmm. which was two times a week, mm-hmm. which was eight sessions, mm-hmm. which was eleven hours per session. Mm-hmm. So if you just break down the numbers, right? How much is right? that hourly for the doula? If you had a nurse that came to your house mm-hmm. at a hundred dollars per hour, mm-hmm. right, for eleven hours would be eleven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. For eight nights would be eighty eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you pray, you you pay for what you want and the mm-hmm. services that you need. She didn't charge her $100 an hour. She charged her less. Mm-hmm. So we can we can bring it down. 6000 is about 75% of 8000 So we can say he, she probably charged maybe $75 an hour. Maybe. And the that. services that she provided was for the full night. Mm-hmm. Like the, like yeah, the, the 10 hours. Like and that's, that's twice a week too. But I think when I, then it could be, you know, mixed up in what 
be seen based off of what was posted, but I think I saw that it was six thousand for her three phase period. Might be. Might and be. if that was the case, that's even more of a deal. Like right. you want to come by right. two nights a week to come here and sleep with my baby? Sure. You know, and if I'm at that point too, I'm assuming the family has developed a relationship. Absolutely. Where you're comfortable with her being in your house and having your baby overnight while you get some good rest. But you're right about that. If you really break it down to like the nickels and dimes of it, right. How much is this doula actually making out with? <laughs> you right. know? And if and if you can afford six that like Prices are all relative. relative you know, yes. people said Michael Jordan had a gambling problem because he would bet seventy five thousand dollars per hole of golf. Right, mm -hmm. seventy five thousand dollars to a man who's made close to a billion dollars is not that much money. Mm -hmm. So it's all relative. Mm -hmm. But you know, people are going to hear the number and then project what their expenses are onto that person and say, "Why would you spend all that money?" And not for nothing, it's two days out of the week. There's still five other days <laughs> she spends with her baby. So right, you know, like you you get to you go to work. You go to work five days a week, you get two days off. Two days off, like, right. <laughs> we can't give a mom two days off with a doula per week. Like, I just feel like, well, number one, we as people have to stop looking for validation from the rest of the world on what we choose to do with our life. It's our life, right? Exactly. If I want to pay for a doula, I could pay for a doula. If you want to post it, understand that people are going to say their opinion about it, but understand that I don't need your validation in order to do what's going to be best for me. And this doula is going to be up in here with this baby. And that's period. just the bottom line. Period. Because exactly. we, we never paid for a doula, mm -hmm. but your grandmother lived with us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Your mom yes. lives with us. Yes, absolutely. And back in the day when, when people had babies, the, the village came around to support mm -hmm. that mom. Right. You can't help if you're a mom that lives in a state where your family is. And we we know plenty of oh my gosh who have no outside Absolutely. help. Absolutely. I mean, I will admit, prior to having multiple children, I had a friend that was outsourcing and she had a full-time nanny that lived with her. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, isn't that a lot to like have someone in the house? And I was just thinking from the standpoint of like, wow, having to pay somebody because at that point, you know, I wasn't making that much money. But mm -hmm. I was also thinking to the point like, oh my, well, like that's a lot to pretty much pay a person's salary to live with you full time. But right. then she had no other help, no right. other family in the area. This was somebody that she trusted and developed a relationship with. So it's like, who am I to judge if that's going to make your life that much easier and that much better because you're able to then take a little bit of a break. Right. I think moms need a break and dads need a break too. Yeah. Y'all need a break too. There's time that the mom and dad can reconnect, you know, <laughs> reconnect. <laughs> if, reconnecting uh, <laughs> got us another one. <laughs> That's, that's reconnecting after that uh, <laughs> baby um but yeah it's i did have a moment where i was just kind of like man that seems like a lot then we have another friend who has a night nurse for each of her children she has two right. and you know one focuses on one child one on the other and i'm just like girl if you have the resources to do that then by all means do that and she's talked about how much better of her mother she feels like it makes her just getting that night's rest waking up in the morning refreshed yes so she can spend the entire day really pouring into her children and i can appreciate that i think that the biggest thing people don't realize what happens to moms is sleep deprivation. Oh my right? gosh. And if you if you look at any training for our armed forces, right? The number one most important thing for uh, army resource stuff like that is learning how to work with sleep deprivation because it causes so many issues with the body both phys physically, mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. So if they train soldiers to deal with sleep deprivation, imagine a mom mm -hmm. who's never trained how to deal with sleep deprivation having to be up every two and a half hours, deal with a crying baby and then if you have other children being emotionally stable to be a present mom throughout the day. Mm -hmm. If you can have a day or two where you just get a chance to get a full eight hours of rest, imagine how much more productive your week can be 
Absolutely. You know, imagine how much more productive your relationship with your your spouse or your partner can be mm-hmm. and how much more productive you guys can be collectively to parent the rest of the home mm-hmm. just by getting sleep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I think that that's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. I can tell when you've got to the point where you're just tired. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I tell you. <laughs> today, right? Today. <laughs> today. <laughs> look into my eyes. I can, there wasn't I, enough concealer this morning for me. You look, you look all right, though. You, look, you, you, ain't, you ain't tripping. See, the eyelash look, a little look, wonky. Right. That left eyelash a little I, wonky because I didn't little, put it on. Okay, my bad. She always, this is what happens, guys. I'd be like, you want me to help you? She'd be like, no, I got it. I don't need no help. <laughs> then the eyelash be over there just flickering at me. Just, I'd be like, baby, you cock-eyed? Like, yeah, it's just today, like a pistol right now. Just today. <laughs> cock like a pistol. Bang. I love but, it. Um, no, getting getting some sleep. I can tell, and, and I and I often tell you, right? Yeah. Like, yo, give your mom the baby mm-hmm. for the night, mm-hmm. and we'll just know, like, yo, your mom's gonna have the baby. You and I will go get something to eat at seven seven thirty. Go get some wine. You'll pump. Do whatever you got to do to get that out, and we'll sleep. We'll do other things too, <laughs> but you'll sleep a full eight hours, and then. You good for a couple of days because at least you got that for rest a couple of days. It, it's from, from it's your amazing. Mom, you know what I'm saying? You're right. You're ama- it's amazing how much a good eight, ten hours sometimes <clears throat> sleep will get you going yeah. for a couple of days. Just kind of like on a restart. Um, it's necessary, and even just with your body healing and getting back to normal, like me starting a new workout routine and stuff like that. One of the prime things on my routine is rest. Try to get <laughs> six to eight hours of sleep a night, and I'm like, where? Where, how, and how, you know, but you know, and then also there's a little bit of a guilt that kicks in too, because I'm like, man, like I do have this new baby, I do have the three children. My mom does help a lot with like getting the kids ready for school in the morning, taking them to school, so that way at least I, if I'm up overnight yeah. with the baby, or you and I not getting sound sleep, it's the broken sleep that then From becomes sleep an issue. Yeah. yeah, it becomes an issue. So sometimes I have a little bit of guilt because I'm like, man, like I don't want to pass the baby off to her overnight knowing that she's been up to or will be you up with the kids. You can be guilty all you want. But you, you can feel guilty all you want. You know who don't rough. feel guilty? Me. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. I, I feel as well too, like I get better sleep when I know you're rested mm-hmm. because it's just something in me. If you're going to be up, I'm, I'm going to be up. Yeah. You know, like we've had this discussion before. You were just like, oh, I can take the baby and sleep in another room because you're still nursing at night. I'm like, no. You know, back when we were playing, when I was still um, training every morning mm-hmm. for, for hours and, and training kids and training people and I needed to be up mm-hmm. at, at five o'clock because I had a client, that's when you would take the baby and go sleep because I had to get some sleep. Mm-hmm. But now we, we live in a space where I don't have to be up. I don't have a nine to five. I don't have training to five, uh, clients at five in the morning. I can be up with you. But even those days, three or four days of being up all night and only mm-hmm. getting two or three hours rest weighs on me as a dad. Right. You know, and I know that I find myself being extra emotional or sensitive or cranky. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? Definitely like, very why? snappy. But, and it happens. It I'm does like, happen bro, to I me. I just said something real simple to you and you just like off with her head. Welcome to my world. <laughs> off with her head. Welcome to my world. You get to have those moments every month. And I'm supposed to just let it. Nah, I'm supposed to let that it as flow. An excuse. I know how to manage it by now. <laughs> Somebody That's get him hilarious. some water. You sound like you're coughing. So you 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 think you manage it well? I think I do. I think I have it pretty under control right now. I got to. You haven't had a period well, in almost a year. In almost a year. That's so you true. wouldn't even know <laughs> if you haven't managed it. This is what I'm talking Chill about. Out. You sound like you got some PTSD or something you going live, on You now. live relax, in a completely relax, different universe than Relax. Me. Like, what do I com- always say about that? 
and you love it in this universe, bro. You oh be here. Gosh, bro. So stop. Let this be another example. Hold the press. Let this be another example. He loves it here, y'all. Of okay. Of me showing empathy to my wife <laughs> and her having no empathy for me at all. Right? None. No accountability for her emotional I mean, spasms hey, that happen uh, sometimes. They, they happen. They happen. I will say they do happen. I'm, I'm messing with you, but um, and my point is it that they happen to both of us. Yes. Because do. a lot of times it's. Oh, we need to get this mom help because the mom be going crazy. Nah, dads be going crazy too. My boys who have young babies oh, now yeah. for the first Speak time. Speak on that a little bit. Yeah, you know because there's a debate <laughs> about how much help is too much help or how much help is not enough help for y'all. So Tell check me about this out. That. So we had a conversation. Um, I don't know if they want to talk about it, but a young couple mm-hmm. and the father. Mm-hmm. They don't have children yet, mm-hmm. and the father said. When we have a baby, we should be able to handle all of the things. Oh, yes. Yes. On I recall our own, this conversation. Right? And yes. I said, bro. He pretty much was just like, I wouldn't need like a mom to live in or anything. We we got this. You know, me and her, we got this. Meanwhile, she ain't had a child yet. And, and typically, though, typically, though, men who don't understand what goes into postpartum mm-hmm. feel like they can help. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So and, and I was the same way. You know, you, your your ego gets the best of you. And like, I can take care of my wife. I can take care of my baby. Everything is good. Until it's time for everything to be good. And your wife, because of sleep deprivation, starts fucking with your mental health, right? <laughs> for example, one of my boys called me. I think I might have told the story on another podcast. But he called me like, yo, yo. <laughs> All my friends, your wives, just if you're listening, he wasn't talking about you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm about to say they're gonna be like calls of me, elimination. Calls me, right? Yo, this bitch crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, what you mean? Like, what happened? What happened? He's like, bro, I'm at work. I'm working overtime, double overtime, because she's not working. Mm-hmm. Because I want to make sure that she can go back when she's ready to go back. She's not ready to go back, so I'm working all these shifts to make sure everything's covered. When I'm, which I'm good with, right? But then I get the phone calls. And the phone calls are, oh, you staying at work again? I guess I'll just be here with the baby. Click. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, she hang up on you too, bro? He's like, yeah, but she be hanging up on me. So then I won't take an extra shift so that I could be home with her. Get home. Now that I'm home, everything I go to do with the baby is wrong. And she Aww. keeps telling me to stop <laughs> touching the baby. So now I'm just sitting here. And now she's looking at me like, Oh, so you're just going to be here and just sit here? You're not going to help? Oh, you might sis. as well go back to work. I understand. So sis. then he goes back to work. He's like, bro, I cannot win. And I was just like, when's the last time your wife has gotten rest? And he'd be like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, bro. Like, like, right now, you cannot blame her for her mental capacity right now. Like, she's tired as shit right now. Right. And looking at you. It's not helping her because you put her in this situation. Right, exactly. And it's funny because it's, it's it almost becomes a, a battle of, okay, whose life sucks more? You leave to go <laughs> right. you leave to go to work. So that means that you're getting time away from the baby. So it's like, oh, he should be good because right. he's out the house. He's out the house mingling with adults, doesn't That's have breast milk soaked shirts, you know, getting some 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 time to interact with people, getting a break at work. And then he's seen it as, you're at home. You don't have to leave the house. All you got to do is watch the baby. Well, hold on, hold on, That's hold on. all you got to do. Well, hold on. In her sleep-deprived mind, when he leaves 
there's a bunch of women who never had babies before cheering him on <laughs> when he runs out the as house. He right? As he leaves with leaves. their pom-poms. Yeah, like, they're they're all cheering him and giving him all of this <laughs> attention, right? And then when he gets when he gets to work in her sleep-deprived mind, he's at work with his feet up with all of these women who've never had babies just fanning him and just helping him with his day. This is what's happening in her sleep-deprived mind, right? In his sleep-deprived mind, he's at work just beating a beating a hammer on a rock <laughs> and nothing ever happens to the rock and sparks is flying out and in his sleep deprived mind the baby's she's at home, at home sleeping sleep. <laughs> chilling she's getting a massage she's watching tv uh-huh. so so both of them in their sleep deprived mind have this perception of the other mm-hmm. and they feel like they are working harder than the other then mm-hmm. when they get together all of those projections start to come out absolutely you see what i'm saying and absolutely. that's what having outsourced help can give you a break from that feeling as if the other person is doing nothing and you're doing everything because mm-hmm. we've both been there absolutely we've definitely both been been you know? there and you're just ready to, to strangle each other because then it just becomes a resentment thing like well who wanted this baby anyway <laughs> why are we here you know um so i can totally empathize with that but like do you think there's a point where too much help is too much help like how do we gauge how much is too much help when it comes to outsourcing um, when your kids are calling you by your first name, <laughs> that's, that's, at that point, you say, hey, hey, this nigga calling me DeVal. I got to get my ass home. Right, right. Good to see you, DeVal. Right, right. Was, you told me a story one time about when you worked at Poly Prep, there was a kid that had like a closer relationship with his driver than like yeah, his parents. Yeah, so, I mean, well, Poly Prep <laughs> that's is- different, yeah. Poly Prep is probably top 1% of the, of the country, wealth-wise. Wealth-wise, that goes to that's true. School. It's one of the most expensive private so they schools They probably outsourced in everything. Brooklyn. So they outsourced everything. <laughs> And um, one of the kids that I, I coached, he said that he spends more time with his driver mm-hmm. than he does with his parents. Both his parents work. Mm. And they both are very career oriented. So mm-hmm. he was and in I mean, eighth grade and he had he had his own apartment in the city. Right. And his driver used to take him to school, pick him up, take him back to his apartment. And in his parents' def- defense, they probably were feeling like, yo, we're going to bust our ass and we're going to work to provide this kind of lifestyle for our children and for our families. So they probably think they're doing the best that they can, which I think all parents do. Well, feel like they're doing the best that they can in that moment, given their resources. So, And, and I think that what we need to do is normalize um, not judging parents for the decisions they make with their children. With their children. It's their children. Exactly. Like you, you get one life. We're all out here trying to guess. And when somebody, and this is like, this is so typical of what social media has created. When somebody doesn't do what you do the exact same way or doesn't think the exact same way, the first thing we look to do is crucify, judge, and shame them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I've I've never been a billionaire. How do I know how I would move right. if I had the responsibility of not only just being, like, filthy rich, but also pretty much being an economy for a bunch of other people? It's It's an entirely... Uh, a different type of, of scope of life. Like now other families' livelihoods rely on, rely on you. Yeah. So, you know, you think, you know what, maybe put let me put these hours into making sure the business works properly. Mm-hmm. Um, my home life may have to sacrifice a little bit of that, but I'm going to teach my son or daughter how to maneuver in the same way as they get older. Mm-hmm. The only way you can understand that lifestyle is if you live in that lifestyle. Right. So my, my whole purpose of telling that story was to just make let people think for a minute. Before we judge and shame people, who don't move the same exact way we move, let's try to sit back and think and see if we can find a level of understanding. Not even agreement, mm-hmm. because you don't have to you don't you also don't have to agree. Right. Like that's another thing we should normalize. I don't I don't have to agree with your lifestyle. Right. In order to respect what you do. Mm-hmm. I can because if I agree, then I should live that way. No, I want to live my way. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which is fine if I live my way and you live your way. But we have a mutual respect and understanding for each other. I think that that's what we have to start doing for all sorts of people in all sorts of walks of life. You know I what agree I'm with that a wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. And I think for me, um, my perspective on this whole, you know, um, outsourcing help and stuff like that, I value the time that I have, quality time that I have mm-hmm. with you and that I have with each of my boys, right? And I'd spoken on a previous podcast and probably recently talked about just even being able mm-hmm. to spend time with each child individually. We have mm-hmm. four sons. Like I want to be able to have individual time with each child, you know, at least maybe say once, once mm-hmm. in, every once or two, you know, one time or twice a month or something like that. So that being said, if I cannot spend a day and a half to two days cleaning the house, for example, mm-hmm. and I can say, you know what? I have a family friend who told me of another friend who's looking for some work and she cleans houses. Mm-hmm. You know what? Does she want to come over and help me clean this right. house today? So that way I feel like I'm putting money in the pocket of somebody who needs right. it, right, right, somebody right. who appreciates it and right. who will be able to help me out. So that way I can then say, you know what? Instead of cleaning right now, I can take the time to sit down with Kaz and do some coloring or I right. can take Jackson out for an hour or Deval and I can actually sit down and just watch our favorite show, you know, right. two episodes right, or right, something right. while that is being done. Because there's just certain things that if I spent the time to do, there's just so much, so many other things that are going to suffer on the back end. Well, so it's a matter of prioritizing, I think, what may, what means may, the most to you in that mm-hmm. moment and finding the help if you need it. Who's better equipped in that moment to do it? I always say that if it's not going to be me or you, it's finding somebody who then can. Well, this is, I think this also goes to what we were debating about in the kitchen the other day, mm-hmm. which is when you're outsourcing help. Some people automatically put gender roles on people in their relationships and say, this is your responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. You had a baby, you're a mom. It's your responsibility to do this because you're a mom. Yeah. And we talked about how unfair that is, you know, because how roles have changed in society because not all women want to be stay-at-home moms and not all women want want to be locked down to saying, I have to do this because of my gender. Mm -hmm. You understand what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then the other debate became about how much, not so much help is help, but how much help costs Mm-hmm. If those resources could be dedicated towards something else. Something else. Yeah. And I think that's where we have to give each other grace to say, you know what? $6,000 may not seem expensive to you, mm-hmm. but to that single mom or to that couple who is just starting out, who is young, that $6,000 may be better served doing something, something else, else or being invested yeah. somewhere else. So maybe their concern to why it will cost so much is valid. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there's mm-hmm. so many different variables in each situation that we have to consider mm-hmm. that just giving a broad statement like a mom shouldn't have to outsource help. Absolutely. It's like false. It's, it's completely You understand asinine. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's completely asinine, yeah. Because gender roles don't, traditional gender roles don't really exist anymore in society. Everybody's financial situation is different. So... Making a broad statement for all the couples or all the people doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that we have to learn that as people. Like, there is no one way that fits everybody. Mm-hmm. We have it's to be accepting to, to learning. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, I'm just proud of this mom for knowing that this is where she needed the help and she mm-hmm. was able to then find the help that she needed. Um, again, like I said, I feel like a lot of us women are just feeling like, you know, we mm-hmm. have the woman here, we roar, roar syndrome where we're just always wanting to do everything and be everything. And then we're burnt out and have nothing left at some points. And then it becomes a breaking point. Um, and I'm just 
happy that more moms, I feel like our generation of moms too, mm-hmm. um, millennials are aware of that. And then since we're aware of it, we're now kind of taking the steps towards getting the help that we need in whatever area it is. So I'm happy for that. Um, I'm also happy again for the village and for the tribe mm-hmm. of women behind us. So the the moms and the grandmas who do have the time um, and the want to be there for right. those new families. Um, some people don't have that. Some people who have their baby, their mom is, she's living her best life or she's still working right. and she's like, uh, that's not my, well, my responsibility. Well, so I mean, that's, that's, that's also something to to discuss because I think we're we're reaching a point in human life where things are evolving and changing, right? Mm-hmm. So if we think about our moms and our moms' moms, right, um, the workforce wasn't filled with as many women as it is now. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, right, even when women um, were were working part time or working. There was a village around them because people often lived in the same places they grew up. Mm-hmm. So when a woman had a baby, there was always help. Mm-hmm. There was it was very rare. Even even when my mom was was having children, it was very rare where you didn't have a family member or That's grandmothers true. or, or you aunts had like sister so and so from church who kept the right. kids or you know, what I'm you know yeah there was there, somebody. There was always an outsourcing of help. I feel like our ginger generation likes to just put labels and on things, mm-hmm. then to, to then to shame them. Mm-hmm. Like it was never a prerequisite as a woman or a family to say, once you have this baby, it's only on you and the dad. Mm-hmm. No one else can come in the house and <laughs> right. help. It's it's detriment to the child. Right. That was never the case. Right. Why is it the case now? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. if if we really sit back and think about it, why is it even a discussion that a mom gets help? It, like why why is that even a discussion that's true it was pretty much all hands on deck because like even the term doula you know that's technically right somebody who provides physical emotional and informational support to a woman and that's her family during postpartum that's right big mama. exactly that's grandma that's grandma Brian. exactly exactly you know that was that was my my nana della mm-hmm. that was my nanny like that's all the, that's what they did mm-hmm. back in the day. And they took rallied pride around in it each too. other. I think there was yeah. also a pride. It was far less shaming and more pride that was taken in the fact that you were able to lend that hand. Absolutely. Or pride that you can say my mom or my grandmother was there to assist. Like this last time that we had Dakota, you know, I felt particularly honored mm-hmm. that I could call your mom and say, hey, ma, this is the last of the Mohicans, last baby. Um, right. I would love if you can come down and just be here, A, to witness your grandson being mm-hmm. born. And, and B, knowing that she was going to be able to just kind of fit in wherever she right. fit in. You know, having my mom in the room with me to know that she was going to be there of support. Because sometimes when you're in the heat of that, that pain, if you don't want your husband, you want your mama. Well, like let's, you call, you're, call, you're calling for your mom. So. But let's think about the changes, though. Women are having children later. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, women had children late teens, early 20s. Your mom was still at that point, if they had you late teens, early 20, your mom or your grandma might be True. 40, yeah. 45, close to 50, right? still too. Women are, no, in these day and age, this day and age, women are having children, 30s, 40s. Mm-hmm. Their mom may not be here to help. True. Right? And also, women are working until later on. Mm-hmm. So big mama may not be there to help no more because big mama's not retired. Big Mama's 55, 60, still working as well. Mm-hmm. So hiring help mm-hmm. now is no different than back in the day when women didn't work until their 60s. Right. You know what I'm saying? And your mom wasn't 65. Maybe your mom was 45 or yeah. 50 and had the energy to run around with a, a grandchild mm-hmm. be- because the world is changing. You know, yeah. dual incomes are needed in majority of households in America, which means women and men both have to work. 
You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So the the idea of bringing in a doula is probably a new thing because outsourcing someone outside of the family wasn't necessarily needed. True. Back in the day. True. Yeah. You're, you know yeah, what I'm you're saying? absolutely right about that. Because if you can enlist the help of a family member, but I mean, even thinking back to when my aunts were having my cousins, for example, sometimes it would be a matter of, okay, grandma's still working. Yes. Yeah. So grandma can't be there necessarily to watch. And my grandmother worked nights too. So mm-hmm. she would try to help during the day. But you know, if, you know, sister so and so's niece coming up from Jamaica and right. she's looking for some job or is looking for some work. Right. You know, as they would say, she's looking, she looking right. for work. Right. So what you would do is have her come up here. It's somebody who y'all trust in the yes. family. So you bring her in here and then she's like your babysitter now, you know? Similar my aunt, situation. My Aunt Weezy, mm-hmm. my parents, quote unquote, outsourced help because both my parents work. I went to my Aunt Weezy's house. Shout out to Aunt Weezy. She lived on 45th Street and Forster Avenue in Brooklyn before moving to Queens. But she was the place we went to after school. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was the place we went to before school. She was, she was our doula. Yeah. In a sense, from the time we were young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was always a family member. And then in the summer times, we got shipped to Tennessee to my grandmother, who was retired. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's outsourcing help. The difference is there was no social media. Because <laughs> if there was social <laughs> right. media and my mom in 1990 went uh-huh. on TikTok mm-hmm. and said that my kids are going to Tennessee for, for eight weeks she would have been shamed Abs- oh for my God, sending so her right kids. For, you know what you're I'm saying? You're so right about that. Oh, you, you and those are probably your kids some for eight of the, weeks? the best memories that you had. Absolutely. You had amazing memories with Absolutely. your cousin and your brother. And you were spending time with your grandparents because that's Absolutely. literally all the stories you tell about your summer times. Mm-hmm. And then your parents, I'm sure, had their time to be like, all right, we have, you know, some time in the summer, our evenings to ourselves. Outsourcing know, help is not new. It's not new. And I tell you, my, my father talked about how much he enjoyed it mm-hmm. because he got his wife back. Let me tell you something. If there's one thing that you miss during the full pregnancy process is that best friend that you you had. Mm-hmm. You know, so you miss that because her body's changing. She's tired. She's going through things emotionally. Like you miss that. When you get a chance to have that back, you mm-hmm. want to experience it. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of nights where, you know, you're waiting for your wife. You, you're waiting for your wife. She, you know, she put the child down. She do this. She do that. The child's crying. And you put your wife down before you know it. It's four in the morning. That's us. It's four, it's, that's, that's us right now. <laughs> it's four in the morning. It's like, dang, Literally. man, we wanted to watch a show. We wanted to go get something to eat. Like, there's just we can't get back to living mm-hmm. our life because our focus. And that's short-lived. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, why do you have to try to suffer through that for the four to five months when you can just get some help mm-hmm. during that time or yeah, bring someone in to help? like you know? a little cushion to just yeah. assist every time you feel like you're about to fall because I know. I'm all for it. I have the moments. I'm all I for definitely it. have the moments. So, moral of the story: do what y'all got to do for yourself, for your own mental health, your yes. own sanity, and for the baby's sake as well, too. Because and a don't lot let, of times, right. no, I'm gonna say just a lot of times the baby, if anything, or the children will end up suffering if you're snappy and you're short. Yeah, they can feel that energy too. So, and don't let social media talk you into thinking that something that is normal is not normal. Because one thing I've also learned about social media is oftentimes social media is the loud minority. Mm. Right. So the things That's that go viral typically are not the vast majority of what people think It's just the loudest people. Mm-hmm. And they continue to share and share and it gets caught up in the ecosystem. And then you start to think, well, this must be normal. Right. Social media is not real, guys. And you have to also not remember the, the, the certain pages that do post these things and repost them with these like clickbait, you know, titles. Absolutely. They're looking for a certain kind of reaction response. and response. Yeah. And y'all be giving it to them, you know, yeah. so it is what it is. Um, but for those of you who are interested in like doula work, just so you know, like being a doula is actually a certified like lane, like it's an actual yeah. career job. field job profession for some people. 
um, very valued as well. So a certified postpartum doula works um, towards filling the gaps between education, competence, family cohesion, and support. Mm-hmm. Um, they provide individualized care for the mother, baby, dad, and family as well. Um, utilizing 11 domains of postpartum care that uh, promotes healthy competence, um, more solid family relationships after the baby, and successful postpartum outcomes. Um, I'll just let you know really quick what these are in case someone's ever interested in it because I know my sister even being around for our birth was debating if this is something she wanted to do or just in um, for moms who are expecting or planning to expect um, a baby just knowing that this is a service that is available out there. So they deal with emotional support, physical comfort, um, self-care, infant care, informational support, advocacy, referrals, um, partner father support, support for the mother father with the infant. So teaching them how to deal with a newborn baby, supporting the mother father with additional siblings and also household organizations. So you might have somebody yeah. in here helping you clean, do laundry, yeah. um, some light cooking, it's needed. It's needed. And I don't think there would be the profession of a doula if somebody didn't have yeah. <laughs> the foresight to say this is something that women will need in this particular time in their life. So, all right. I think we should take a quick break. What do you think? Yeah, let's take a quick break. Then we'll get back to uh, listener, listener letters. letters. Sounds good. Let's get into some ads. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes. No nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Hello from Wonder Media Network. I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances and the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. 
Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, right, baby. We're back. We're listening to letters. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Sure. Right, Thank you. All right. So, love the show and transparency, but I'm going to jump right in because I need y'all's advice. All right. We diving in. My husband and I have been together for about five years and married for two of them. It was a hell of a rocky start, which is my reasoning for the two-year engagement. Two months after the wedding, I found out I was pregnant. Fast forward now, I'm 27 and he's 34. We have a very busy 16-month-old, and I'm four months pregnant. I'm constantly nauseous and exhausted while working full-time, pursuing my master's full-time, cooking, cleaning, wifing, and mommying. I feel like I'm at my max. However, my husband doesn't appreciate me in the slightest. He has a high role in corporate and is compensated well. I don't do bad salary rise, but I do definitely... Wait, I'm definitely not touching I'm definitely not touching I don't do as bad salary wise, but I definitely do not. Oh my God, I can't read today. I'm definitely not touching him. And he makes it a point to remind me. Sorry, y'all. Like I said, sleep. It might be my eyelash too. Yeah, it's um, definitely an eyelash. You can't see. <laughs> that shit over there struggling. Cut, let me, um, push. Yeah. Yo. He pays most of the household bills and says things like, I wanted a partner, not a daughter. Or my wife is a slacker. Yikes. Uh, amongst other things along those lines. When I bring up how his words affect me, he says that he was joking and that I'm too sensitive. I'm so confused and at a loss of what I could be doing better. I've been hormonal for the most of our marriage, so I'm just being too sensitive? Question mark. Um, I have suggested counseling, but he's not interested. <laughs> um, um, first and foremost... I don't know Girl. the I don't know the dynamic of their relationship to tell whether mm-hmm. or not she's being sensitive or not. Mm-hmm. If he's a joker and the same jokes he makes aren't falling the same way because <laughs> she's pregnant, I've been there before. Um, yo, the jokes be falling flat, son. Yo, like, when y'all be don't pregnant, nobody want to hear no jokes. The same joke, not you when make, you're growing a human. I get it. I get it. The same joke you make when when you're not pregnant, you think it's funny. When you pregnant, shit, shit don't funny. be funny. Shit ain't so funny. that it could be part of the fact that she's emotional and tired mm-hmm. and still dealing with the young child. Mm-hmm. Um, and and part of it could be that he is insensitive or doesn't understand what it means to go through that aspect of child uh, growing and, <laughs> and child ruling. Well, she said they've been together five years, married for two of them. And it was off to a rocky start and all that good stuff. And then she got pregnant right away. So remember back yeah, when we think lot. of our first five yeah, years of marriage, we've spoken about our first five years of marriage and how that was just a very difficult time. Absolutely. Because very similarly, regardless of the fact that we'd been together for years before that, now we're married. So the minute yeah. you get married, you're expecting things to be different in whatever this mm. marital realm is. 
then you we got pregnant right away on our honeymoon had a whole baby mm-hmm. within our first year of marriage then dealt with postpartum and raising a child after yeah. that so that first five years for us was just a hot mess yeah so they may still be in that realm of yeah. things um especially with the 16 month old and then being four months pregnant like that's like a back-to-back situation so you're eventually gonna have by the time you have this baby just about yeah. two under two um and um I understand. I understand what it feels like to feel like you're doing all the things and you're just not getting any kind of. Well, I don't understand it because you do make me feel appreciated. No, but I, but, I, but understanding how she may feel. Yeah, cause, in this moment. Because I do, I do. I'll I'll agree with her. Like even the eyelash jokes, right? Mm-hmm. I see your eyelashes are struggling, right? If I'd have said that while you was pregnant, you probably start crying. You probably slam the laptop down, throw the mic at me, and, and I'd be like, pull "What the happened?" Off. <laughs> right? And I'd be like, "What happened?" And then you like, "It's not funny." You know, you don't know what it's like to be pregnant and have dark nipples and your underarms be swollen. And I was like, "I said something about your lashes, though." Like, right? How we get to and, nipples? But over here, you nitpicking about eyelashes, nigga. Like, come on. <laughs> but that's but that's my point. Like, if if they're still learning each other and they don't know. Because we still have conversations about which jokes affect us differently at which times. Absolutely. And we're talking about 20 years in. 20 years in. Five years in. A you- recent joke devoured me that he thought I would have thought was funny. I was like, nigga, that's not funny. Like, <laughs> I thought you were being dead serious. So, it happens. And and sometimes you have to learn, continue to learn how to communicate mm-hmm. in a marriage, even when you think you got it. Mm-hmm. And it may be a, something as simple as that like he, he and i'm wondering be... does he pitch in now that okay they have the 18 month old she's pregnant i know she said that he has a high role in a corporate job does he feel like i am mr corporate i work so he doesn't do as much around the household to help pick up some of that slack y'all might need to outsource at this point probably pretty much I mean, because she, she says she's working she's full, master's full-time working full-time then cooking cleaning and trying to be a wife and mom at the same time right. all while being pregnant and having right. a 16 month old like that's a lot Right. You know, so I don't know how much he does. She said he pays most of the household bills. So mm. I'm wondering, is he a person that says, well, I work, I make the money. So therefore you keep the house under control. You it know, it I also know. depends on choices. Right. So, for example, I remember when we were buying this house. One thing I said was, you going to buy if we're going to buy a house this big, who's going to be responsible for cleaning it? Mm-hmm. And you was just like, don't worry, I'll handle it. Mm-hmm. Right. At that point, don't ask me. Once we buy this big ass house to come help clean something mm-hmm. when you said you had it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like these are conversations that people need to have. Well, if yeah, you're going to outsource absolutely. to get the house clean, fine. I don't got no problems with that. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Don't be like, here's a pot and a, there's four bathrooms I left for you to clean. <laughs> now it's like, wait a minute. If I knew I would have had to clean bathrooms, <laughs> then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have bought this big ass I house because that's not agree what with I want to do. That, yep. That was a definitely a discussion we had because if I so, said, if you're going to get a house this size, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'll try to maintain you know, on a day-to-day basis and then probably once a month have a deep clean, somebody come right. in and help me with that. And that's been working and we have right. money in the budget for that. That's something that was already discussed. So, But that's what sense. I'm saying. Like, we don't understand the dynamic of their relationship as to why he may or may not be cleaning or why she may or may not be, you know, focusing. Like, for example, she said that she's she has a good career. She's going for her master's. She's going for this, right? What if in their relationship he was just like, hey, I got you. Mm-hmm. You don't got to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If we're going to do this marriage, let's get married, let's have kids. I'm 34. I want to have kids when I'm younger so I can play with my kids, blah, 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 blah. And she was just like, yeah, I still want to do that, but I also want to focus on my master's in mm-hmm. this things, right? So he's like, all right, cool. They may want different things at different points in their lives and have to learn how to balance how to get both of them mm-hmm. if they if there's not a synergy. Right. You understand what no, I'm saying? Because we also, 
went through that in our relationship at one point where I thought that I wanted a stay-at-home wife. Mm-hmm. And you thought that you wanted to be a stay-at-home wife facts. until you got that and was just like, this shit is for the birds. That's and you facts. wanted to work and you wanted to go out there. Then there was a point where I was kind of conflicted because I was like, man, we got kids. I don't want my wife to have to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want someone to be there because as much as I talk about how great I love going to Aunt Weezy's house and how much I love going to Tennessee, there was also a part of me as a young man who felt, you know, like, dang, like, my other friends' parents picked them up from school. Yeah, you know they yeah. they they weren't responsible for walking their little brother to school at eight, mm-hmm. picking him up from school at eight, coming home and making making lunch for his little brother. Like I was eight, I wanted to be able to be eight. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to act like a little adult. Right. Part of me wanted my wife to be that for my children. Yes. And you know, as you go through life, those ideas and what you want change. Mm-hmm. And unless you're willing to speak about that with right. your spouse then you're never going to get on the same page. Right, because that may be something you want. You're like, I envision my children right. coming home to their mom who has fresh right. cookies every day. And I might right. have been like, well, hell to the no. <laughs> what right. I'm going to do is that. We're <laughs> right. going to pick up some Chick-fil-A on the way home and that's going to be dinner. Like, you know, there's so many different variables. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ultimately, um, sis, maybe trying to continue to have those conversations with yeah. him so you guys can have a little bit of a better understanding on Absolutely. Like, who can do what in what moment. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Um, I think that's probably the best way to go about it. So good luck to y'all. Um, number two. Number two. Hello, Kadena DeVal. I want to start by saying I love the podcast. Thank you. We love you Yay. too. I haven't missed an episode since you started. So to jump into it, my husband and I have been married for two years together for seven. We have three whole boys. Nice. Boop, 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 catch up. And I'm currently <laughs> 22 weeks pregnant. Oh, she's catching boop, up. Boop, boop. Nice. We have been going through verbatim version of what DeVal discussed in the Superman episode to the point that I thought we were living in the same house. Uh, we thought that we were living in the same house. To be specific, my husband has been on a spiritual journey for the last year and a half. God bless. I'd be on that spiritual journey too, brother, especially when Kay was pregnant. <laughs> it has consumed him in some ye- ways that I haven't seen before in our seven years. In June of this year, he expressed that he wanted to take a two-month break. I agreed. I will cover all expenses for two months. When August rolled around, he seemed unmotivated to get back out there. Oh, I can't relate with that. It has now been five months. I love my husband, but your girl's patience is wearing thin. And the timing of it all could not be more terrible with expecting our fourth and final. Dang. I thought that us finding out that we were expecting would get him going. I thought last Friday finding out our final baby would be a girl would be sure to do the trick. Congrats. Yes, congrats. But I haven't seen that old flame light up yet. How do I get my Superman back on track? Can it be depression? I'm tired of being Superwoman. Wow. This is actually a very, very good question. Mm -hmm. You want to know why? Why? We say this all the time, right? I say, you know what, babe? (laughs) You as a woman get to say you want to take a break. Mm -hmm. And if you say you want to take a break for mental health Mm -hmm. reasons, what happens? People applaud you, right? Mm -hmm. That's fine. She she recognizes her break and da, 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 da. This man's saying he need a break, and I guarantee you a bunch of people going to be like, this nigga need to get his lazy ass off. <laughs> this is why the the uh, suicide rate amongst men in America Black is men. four to one mm-hmm. to women. You want to know why? Because men typically don't get breaks. Yep. Now, granted, we do not have to carry children. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to sit here and try to equate a woman needing a break because of postpartum or something to what a man goes through but him saying he needs a break and needs to chill and spiritually is showing that he has some exhaustion mm-hmm. mentally mm-hmm. and i hope and it's just sad that i that i hope 
she finds a way to have grace for him while carrying a child because right. you already know how I feel about that. When it comes to my wife carrying children, this is just me speaking, she don't need to worry about nothing else. I tell everybody else, get out my wife's way, leave her alone, let her do what she wants because she's carrying our child, right? It would be tough for me as a man to say to my wife, you have to keep going to work and be a mom to all of our other children while I take a break while mm -hmm. pregnant. Like, I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to shame him because I don't know what he's going through what mentally. Going through. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I wanted to kind of give that explanation. But what yeah. do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that she said they've been together for seven years, married too. So um, he might just need a mental break for, for whatever the reason is. It may not even have anything yeah. to do with children or expecting another child or anything. Um, But I was going to say something along the lines of, Stand by your man. Like he yeah. just may need that in this moment. And it may require you having a little bit more conversation with him, seeing how you can be of help in some circumstance. And I know it's hard when you're pregnant. Hopefully since you're 22 weeks, you're at that second trimester where you've gotten yeah. a little bit of your mojo back. You're not quite at the end yet. So yeah. you, that second trimester is kind of like that sweet spot where you yeah. kind of feel a little bit more normal. Um, you're still able to maneuver and physically you're not quite to the end. So you're still okay. Um, but just trying to have the conversations and lovingly, um, you know, kind of encourage him to see what other help he may need. Um, it might be a little bit of depression. It might be for it could be random reasons, um, depending on age. I know certain ages people feel like they have yeah. these little like there's the midlife crisis or there's the quarter life crisis or whatever may happen at certain points in their life. Well, um, he may be going through a transition of sorts. They've been together seven years and they have three kids. Mm -hmm. Which which means typically they probably got together and then started having kids immediately. Yeah, might so have they, been some back to backs too. They and and he was probably learning this woman through pregnancies. Mm -hmm. So you've learned a different version of this woman mm -hmm. than you know what I'm saying. That's a fact. Like that that could be exhausting for That's him to why he needed a break. And I'm, I'm putting that there first because of what I'm about to say next. Right. Mm -hmm. With that being said. She's carrying your fourth child, right? If this is my homeboy, mm -hmm. not just, you know what I'm saying, my someone, a reader, because I'm always going to try to support mm -hmm. emotionally my homeboy, but I would say, nigga, get the fuck up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like at some point, mm -hmm. we, I understand, mm -hmm. but if we're being honest and she's asking me for help mm -hmm. and that was my homeboy, because you're right, we that's have very group, you. We have group chats and in my group chats, yes. dude, dude, yes. dude. Now is not the time. You 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 can and and this is the sad part, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know what people are going through to tell someone that you know what I'm saying. Now is not the time. But if we're looking at it right now, mm -hmm. now is not the time. She's working. They already have three boys, mm -hmm. and she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. She's gonna need help and grace as well. Right. And if y'all are a partnership, if you're there to be of service, yes, you can be of service to yourself, but you have. To be of service to your wife at this point, right? Like, like I mean, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive to his mental health. I'm not at all, right? And I'm definitely not supposed no, to be in a, a black man. Conversations like that, but too, you with know, some of friends like where you, I, I specifically remember you having one conversation with a friend who had had a baby recently, and you were just like, "Bro, now it's not the time for all that. No. Now it's not the time for all that." And if you want to take a break, I'm wondering if there's somebody speaking of the topic of outsourcing. You need to be tagged out. Is there somebody you could tag in? Yes. In your absence yes. to be like, hey, you know, I need, like, bro, I need this time. Or like, yes. ma, I need this time. Or calling on an auntie or a sister or somebody yeah. to come in and just kind of, you know, fill in while you figure things out. 
and, and that I might also be an option. Black people like to seek spiritual help. Sometimes you need professional help. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not feeling like yourself and you as a man can't get up to help your wife, mm-hmm. you need to seek help mm-hmm. to figure out how you can get up. What What is this woman supposed to do mm-hmm. in the final trimester? Yeah. With, and is the break with, just a break? Of, like you're just not doing anything? He, like, well, what she said it's only like? been five she said it's been she five said, months he said two months and that was been five two months and yeah. then so so he she's asked, covered she covered all the expenses for two months too. that's what i'm saying so mm-hmm. he asked for the break while she was pregnant mm-hmm. right we don't know if he's planning to take this break while she's pregnant and then when the baby comes step up we don't know mm-hmm. she needs understanding mm-hmm. of what that is like i'm <laughs> i'm not trying to be insensitive and i and i wanted to to at least come in front and say that I understand the the suicide rate of men. I understand that sometimes it may not be fair. I don't want to seem like I'm coming down on men. We always speak about holding people accountable, but the fuck? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like it's a a mom with three kids and pregnant and working, Uh and now you just decide that you want to just woo-saw? Right. Get that for five months? Right. You ask this woman to marry you. There comes in a certain accountability with that. You know what I'm saying? And that's... You know, it's going to sound sexist, but be a man, bro. Mm. Man up. Deal deal with it when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to tap out on life. Right, or completely clock out. Or completely out. clock out right, right on life yeah. when you have children and a wife. Like, you just don't get to do that. But I, I'm trust me, I'm giving him grace. I'm not shaming him. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that that it. was my boy. I get it. It, it and, and not for nothing, if this is my boy, if this all my boys, and we've done this, we'll get together and be like, yo, let's throw so-and-so a couple grand each. Mm-hmm. Let's at least get the pressure off mm-hmm. his wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's do because so we, having we've like done a, that. a village of men. Like we always talk about Absolutely. the village of women that people have, but having a village of guys that could be like, "Yo, bro, I need to lean on." Without outing the a, group chat, yes, with the group <laughs> chat, without without outing one of our friends, but right. him and his wife were were going through a mm-hmm. tough time, and he didn't mention anything. Superman complex, he's busting his ass, working, working. Mm-hmm. Another one of our friends, like, yo, let's all just throw him two grand a piece. Mm-hmm. At least let's just see if he over. hold him, hold his, hold him over, hold his mm-hmm. wife over, and boom, we, you know, four of us got together, threw him eight grand. That's a that's, a, that's like a lifesaver for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? When now that you at least room. have some cushion yeah. so you don't got to stress. Right. And what helped them get through that moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Help mm-hmm. them get through that moment. I go through that with my friends all the time, man. Some of my friends who, who some of them don't even have families. Mm-hmm. They just going through a tough time. Mm-hmm. And you speak on it. Mm-hmm. Yo, let me throw you a couple grand just so that don't worry about paying these bills for 30 days. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just... Right. Focus on getting your mental health together, but at least, you know, these bills are covered. Mm-hmm. You know, men need that in the groups, too, because men don't like asking other men for money. And mm-hmm. what people need to realize, too, is sometimes it's OK to give and then not be alone. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you this money and then making it seem like, well, I want my money back. Right. Yo, right. you know what kind of gift that is? If you got a group of group chat, a group of guys in a group chat and y'all share ass and sports stats all day. Right? That's all <laughs> y'all do. But then randomly, when your guys know that you're going through something, right? you can just get. A, a check or a direct deposit or a mm-hmm. Zelle and you got eight to ten thousand dollars and it's just like <sighs> mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. nobody's looking for it back right that may be the break you need but right. tapping out on your family for five months in my group chat you're not getting that break mm-hmm. niggas is calling you all sorts of names and, <laughs> and letting you have it because dude you asked to you you asked to get married right you asked her for kids did that, you agree on this uh, you, agreed, you did baby? that you did that so hey bro Let's let's help our, our brothers too. And brothers, if y'all listening, it's okay to have that in the group chats. I love that. You know? Ask sports and help. And Bible verses. 
it'd be Bible verses in our group chats. That's I was talking about other group chats. Right. We share uh-huh. and motivational tips. Uh-huh. Pause. <laughs> Not tips. All motivational that. speeches and videos. Let me let me let me cut you off while you ahead. <laughs> uh, if, if you'd like to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail dot com. That's D E A D. <laughs> A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Oh, my goodness. So, moment of truth. If in your household, you or your spouse are neither equipped to do what needs to be done in that moment, and you have the resources and the ability to outsource, freaking outsource, get the help that you need to make you a more productive person mm. a more productive person in general and that's the mother and the father to be a, mm. a better a husband or a wife to be a better person mm-hmm. do what you have to do rely if you can't rely on your village and you need to actually hire somebody to pay them to do that job mm. do it because i promise you just that little bit of sanity getting the relief from sleep sleep deprivation is just <laughs> leaps and bounds yes it can just help yeah. just get the help that you need period i agree with you Simple. baby I agree with you 100% and I agree with you so much that I'm going to take my moment of truth in a different direction. Let's normalize not shaming people for choosing to live differently than us in all aspects of our lives. That would be amazing. Like let's let's just in 2022 and beyond be open to seeing someone else's lifestyle mm-hmm. and just saying, hmm, that's interesting as opposed to, nah, that shouldn't be done that way. Mm. While your life be fucked up. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Low key. Like that's just realistically. Low key. That's really what I be wanting to tell people. But I be trying to stay cordial on social media. Right. But you, I'm tired of watching people mm-hmm. with fucked up lives telling other people how to live their, their lives. Because all of us in some facet of our life is fucked up. Right. All of us. Right. You know what and I'm saying? And we're all still figuring it out. And we're all figuring it out. So mm-hmm. none of us are qualified to tell somebody the perfect way to live their life. So let's normalize allowing people to normalize share their it experiences. And practice that. Yeah, yes, normalize it and practice. And practice on top of practice, mm-hmm. allowing people to exist in their space and just saying, hmm, that's interesting. Let's start to be consumers of, of content. Let people have their moment mm-hmm. and stop shaming people for being different. Facts. Put that energy into your own life. Yes. Period. All right. And be sure to find us on social media, y'all. Uh, at Dead Ass the Podcast, and you know where to find me, Kadeen. I am, and I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, rate review, review, and, and subscribe. subscribe. Dead Ass. Dead Ass is a production of iHeart Media Podcast Network, and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast, and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. 
one at Flatiron Plaza in New York City, and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.